So, yeah. Welcome, everyone. What are we talking about today? Talking about first steps, first steps to losing weight, right? How do you get started with it in the best way possible? And uh, this is where we're going to diverge from, from the norm. Uh, because right off the bat, I think the best way to start is to start slowly, which I know you don't want to do. But hear me out, right? If we, uh, if we start slowly, uh, it's going to make a lot more sense, right? Because if you're going to start to play the piano, right? How would you start? Would you start with an eight hour a day practice routine or would you start with even 10 minutes, 20 minutes, right? Now, of course, it depends on what your goals are to some degree, but when it comes to weight loss, what we're talking about here is changing really. I mean, now again, let's get clear what the goal is. The goal is not just to lose weight, all right? So right off the bat, we have to articulate the goal we want. The goal I want for you is I want you to not just lose weight. I want you to lose weight, return to your goal weight, and then live the rest of your life at your goal weight on your autopilot. <clears throat> and so for that to happen, um, it's, it's a different process, you know? And so it's one that right from the beginning, you want to start with a deeper sense of patience, you know, understanding that, because again, let me ask this question. I know, I know your answer is, even though I can't hear you, is how long do you want to lose the weight for, right? That's the first question we're going to start with. You got to get crystal clear on what the goal is right? Because you can't create a strategy unless you know what the outcome you want is. And the outcome you want, I know, is to not just lose weight. You don't want to lose weight and then put it on, right? And then have to lose it again. What you want to do is you want to learn how to lose the weight and then live there the rest of your life forever, right? That's the goal. And so if you approach it differently, it's a lot easier to make that happen. You don't have to do it all at once, you know, which again is, is totally different than the weight loss mentality, right? But you want to do it forever, and so the way to make that happen is to, in your mind, right off the bat, is to understand the goal and to realize this is forever. This is a forever process. I'm just going to lose weight so I can put it back on. Because again, understand the dieting mindset, which is how everyone thinks about weight loss, it's a temporary thing. So I just want to lose the weight. I just want to lose the weight. Just want to lose the weight. Well, no, because as soon as you lose the weight, that's when the, I don't want to say the real work starts, but that's just, that's when the, the enjoyment starts, right? That's, that's when you're, everything you know, I don't, I don't, I don't even think there's a difference because I think of like the very first day, my, my goal, let me share this with you because getting started, I think that the goal is so different that, that right from the, the get go, it's really not even just about losing weight. You know, it's really, you ought to shift it over to, I want to be the best version of myself that I can be. You know, another way to describe it is kind of take your weight loss and wrap it in personal development. You know, that's going to be much more motivating to you. And that's a much better way to think about it. It's like, how long do you want to be a good parent for? Well, your whole life, right? How long do you want to be a good partner? Whatever's important to you in your life. I mean, how long do you want to do those things? Hopefully forever. And so being as healthy as you can be, being at your goal weight, feeling good about yourself, being the person you want to be, um, progressing, you know, evolving, you know, self-actualization, self-realization. These are the goals, you know, and the weight loss is kind of a consequence of that. So it's an outcome from that goal, you know? And so, uh, it becomes, you want to do this forever. And so if we're going to do it forever, there's no rush, you know, it's truly, it's a never ending marathon. And, and I know that might bum you out a little bit at first, but it, you have to make peace with that because it's what you actually want. <laughs> you know, a lot of people approach their weight loss. Like someone's got a gun to their head. Well, I got to lose weight, you know? And it's like this miserable process are expected to be miserable. It's depriving. Um, there it's all pain-based there. It, it sucks. That's why no one wants to do it. Right. The way people think about weight loss is it's a miserable process. And so um, it's quite the opposite, you know, in my mind that losing weight and being as healthy as you can be 
is the, the most enjoyable thing you pretty much do in your life. You know, um, it, it's a central thing. It makes everything in your life that's important to you better. So this is the focus. This is the goal, you know, right from the start. And that informs a different process to make it happen. And so how do you get started with this? <laughs> well, I'll take you through the steps that I would take my clients through what I went through and what I suggest to people. Um, but it's certainly not to cut 60% of your calories tomorrow. You know, you got to stop, you know, you keep chasing these shortcuts and these just quick fixes and then they don't work. Have they worked? <laughs> you know, they're nowhere close to working, you know, because they're just, you're set up for failure right from the beginning, usually, you know, with the diet mentality. And so the real secret here is to recognize this is for the rest of my life. So I want to get good at this and I want to eventually get great at it. I want to be really, really good at mastering my weight, mastering my health and being the person I truly want to be in life. That's my goal. And I know it's a never ending process. When I'm 105 years old, I'm going to still be improving, progressing, getting better, optimizing. You know, that's the attitude. And um, that attitude sets you up right from the beginning to you know, walk a different path. So what do you start with though? All right. So we're not going to just cut all the calories at once. We're not going to start working on an hour every day at once. Right. Cause that's, that's again, a plan that's really set up for failure. So what do you focus on? If you really want to master your weight, the first thing I'd suggest is that you focus on your motivation, right? And it's taken into account a lot of things I said, you know, because this process is so much different than just the weight loss one, you know, where you say, I just want to lose as much weight as possible so I can look better. This one here is about why do you want to do this? What is your motivation? You know, getting crystal clear on that. And uh, my suggestion to you on the motivation piece would be typically what you try and do is you try and make weight loss more important all of a sudden. And instead, what I would suggest you do is that you start with things that are already important to you in your life and you weave the weight loss around that. So for example, if you, you know, if your career is really important to you, okay, you start to ask yourself the question, how is my weight? affecting my career in all the ways too, right? So when we talk about how your weight's affecting your life, positively and negatively, we can't just, what you're intuitively doing typically is you're thinking about how I look, right? And so, well, because I look overweight, people don't treat me as well. Or I might not get promoted because I don't look, you know, not that people don't treat overweight people well. And that may or may not be true, okay? But what I want to do is I want to go deeper and we want to go into the physical, mental, and emotional pieces, and it's usually the physical and mental or the emotional and mental pieces that have the biggest impact on us. Okay. And so when we talk about your weight and how it's affecting your career, for example, and again, it could be anything, maybe you're, you're being a parent's the most important thing. Maybe being a good partner is the most important thing. You know, whatever's most important to you in your life, you want to ask yourself, how is the weight and the consequences of the weight affecting me? Right. Um, and again, we want to notice them mentally, emotionally, and then physically. And so mentally, how do you think about yourself, you know, with the weight? Do you think of yourself as a successful, vibrant person who takes lots of action, right? With the weight, because sometimes the weight kind of anchors us down. It, it, it restricts our self-image and it's that self-image restriction that's affecting all these other areas of our lives. So when we start asking the question, how is the weight affecting my career, you know, we want to look first mentally. How do I think about myself? What's the internal dialogue? How are you talking to yourself because of the weight? Are you saying nice things to yourself because of the weight? You know, or are you beating yourself up and feeling really bad about it? And if that's the internal dialogue, if that's how you're thinking about yourself all the time, that's going to have a huge impact on your career because that's all energy that you're not using towards moving forward with your career. And instead you're using beat yourself up or to think about your weight. Okay. So that's the mental piece. 
The next piece is the emotional piece, right? How's it impacting you emotionally, right? What emotions do you typically feel because of the extra weight? Right? You have to be really honest with yourself. What are the emotions? Frustration, anger, depression, worry, right? Again, it's different for different people, but you want to recognize that the emotions you typically feel because of the weight. And then we go into the physical parts, right? And it's not just how you look, it's how's it affecting you health-wise? What's it doing to your blood numbers, your cholesterol, right? Your blood pressure. What's it doing to your, your joints, right? And your knees, your, your hips, you know, how are they feeling? What's it doing to your energy levels, okay? So if it's decreasing your energy levels, how's that impacting your ability to be the parent you want to be, to be the, you know, the professional you want to be? Whatever, again, is important to you in your life, you want to look at how are all these things impacting me? And this is how you start to step into a much deeper form of motivation, okay? Because these are way more important to you than just how you look, right? How you look, again, just by the word, it's superficial. And, and because it, it's literally superficial and emotionally and motivationally, it's very superficial, right? So what you want to do is you want to go deeper, you know, with all these things. And so that's the pain piece of it. And then you want to focus on the pleasure, right? So if all those things flipped around, right, and you start, you, you lose the weight and you feel like your best self, how does that impact you mentally, emotionally, physically, right? How do you think about yourself differently if you were at your goal weight? How would you think about yourself differently if you successfully reduced your weight in a way that was comfortable and that you felt like you mastered it, right? It's a whole different mindset. You're talking to yourself much differently. And then how does that impact your ability to be the parent you want to be, the professional, again, those, those things. Um, then we go to the emotions, right? If you were living at your goal weight and you had mastered it, right? So it's not just that you lost some weight and you're nervous. It's that you really, truly mastered this area of your life. Well, how does that feel emotionally, right? Do you feel more centered, more calm, more successful, more ambitious now, right? Again, what emotions go with it for you? What do you, and everyone's different. So you got to figure out your own. And once you identify what those emotions are, um, you ask yourself the question, if I felt more of that, if I felt more successful, if I felt more calm, more centered, you know, more uh, accomplished, how would that affect my ability to be the parent I want to be? Right? And then we go to the physical part of it. And again, not just how we look, but the physical, physical part of it. How does it affect your energy levels? If all of a sudden you're at your goal weight and you were living there, how would that impact your, your energy? Right? How would it not thinking about this stuff all the time, not having carrying the weight of not just the weight, but all those negative emotions, being free of all that. Whew, how would that affect you physically? Right? You have more energy, your body works better, your blood pressure improves, right? All these things improve. Your knees feel better, your hips feel better right? This changes the quality of who you are and that impacts every single area of your life. And so this is the real secret to getting started in a mastery way. You know, it's not just to assume like what you do with weight loss typically is that you get really motivated and it's usually a temporary thing because it's usually pain-based. You know, like you step on the scale, you see the picture of yourself, um, you know, someone says something and you get really upset. So that's it. I got to change this. But that motivation doesn't last for you. You know, and even the best case scenario, you actually use that pain motivation to start losing weight. Well, if you base all your motivation around pain, what happens is as you start getting results, the pain starts going down and so does your motivation, right? So, um, you know, the, the way you start this process off motivationally is going to have a huge impact on how successful you're going to be, right? And so don't just assume that, oh, I really want to lose weight. Now just give me the plan. No, you got to do a little bit more of the legwork, the foundational work. You know, because most of the time with your weight loss, it's very, there's no foundation to it. Right. And that's why you don't even know, right. There's a good chance you don't even know how to motivate yourself. You think you do, 
you know, but if you did, you'd stay motivated and doing the right things over and over again. And instead it's a real struggle to get yourself to do the right things. Right. And the reason why is because you don't know how to motivate yourself. And so you do what I just told you, right? You spend a little bit of time and focus on those questions and you start um, changing what this process is from one of, oh, I just want to lose the weight and just measuring everything by the scale. And you start focusing on what's going on inside of you, how you feel different, you know, because those results come a lot faster than the scale results. The biggest challenge of weight loss is the time frame. You know, you take action now and you got to wait a couple days or weeks, sometimes a couple months to really get the results you're looking for. You know, so if the only thing that you're focusing on is the weight, that's a very poor strategy because there's, there's a bit of time between the, the action and the results there. Okay. If you just focus on the weight, but if you start focusing on these inner factors, like how it's affecting your mindset, your emotions, your body, energy levels, all that, then those results come a lot faster. They come way before the weight comes. Okay. And so it's, it has a tendency to kind of keep you more motivated along the, the process, you know, until you get to the weight loss goals that you want. So the motivation is kind of the first step that I would suggest you spend some time on because you think you're really motivated, but you're not. And this is, I mean, you have to recognize this because if you don't realize this is the problem then you can't fix it. Okay. So, um, you, you spend some time on the motivation and then just to kind of cut everything short here, instead of just cutting all the calories out all at once and trying to fix everything all at once day one is start to be strategic, you know, find one thing you know, kind of your worst behavior, your worst habit and focus on that, fixing that, you know, and then, because it takes a lot of work just to change one bad habit. Right? For me, my, my snacking at night habit was my worst habit. And it, it took me many months up to a, a year to, to really get a handle on it. You know, however, once I did now, I got it, you know what I mean? I move on to the next thing, but what most people try and do is they try and do everything all at once and they don't do any of them well. You know, nothing changes. So it's like if you really fixate on one bad habit and working on changing that, um, it, it can be a real, it's a completely different way to approach it, right? So again, the simple way to put it is that you're, when it comes to your weight loss, you're trying to do, you're trying to weigh overcorrect, right? You're trying to fix everything all at once, right? And it, and it typically doesn't work, you know, because you can't stick with it. So um, the way to start in, in a sustainable way that's going to get you the results you want is to you know, begin to start focusing on sustainable changes, right? So that's why I sell stuff in the beginning. It's really how you're thinking about it right from the get-go that's going to have the biggest impact on your weight. And if you think you just want to lose weight as fast as you can and just change everything all at once to do that, again, that's a short-term focus. And so you're going to choose short-term strategies, right? And so as you start thinking longer term, you're going to automatically and naturally start orienting yourself to long-term strategies. And that difference is crucial. And it's one that a lot of people don't think of when it comes to their weight loss because they're so, you know, hypnotized by all the diet marketing that it's hard not to think about just fast results, you know, um, but you have to resist that. You know, that, that's the biggest challenge you have is that the way you think is really when you when you think about how you think about weight loss, it's primarily through a diet mindset. And so um, that diet mindset is not very effective in terms of actually helping you lose weight long term. You know, so I think that's one of the things you have to recognize um, if you're going to change things, you know, because you probably don't realize that and you keep kind of repeating the same cycle. You know, it's the same cycle over and over. And so this gives you kind of a chance to, to change that up. All right. Um, so there it is. Right? I, I'm going to keep this one short today because I, I got some things I got to do. Uh, but let me get someone says so much, so much of this rings true for me right now. A friend referred me to your podcast. I'm now on the path. Oh, super. 
So I imagine your name is Keith, <laughs> the Keith Ellis. So that's awesome. I'm glad this is helping you because, um, yeah, it's just, it's a different way to do it right from the get go. You know, at the end of the day, I mean, it really is all mindset based, right? Your weight really is a reflection of your mindset more than anything else. And so, um, it's not so much the tactics. I can just sit here and tell you like tactically what to do. You know, I do that too, but that, that comes after you have the mindset, the proper mindset of, of what you're even looking to accomplish here, you know, because what you don't realize is that you have this, I don't want to say broken mindset, but that's probably a good description of it. it. It's, it's a, you've been hypnotized by the diets. It's probably the best way to say it. And so when you think about weight loss without realizing it, you're thinking in terms of a diet mentality as a dieter. And so that's the first step is to try and recognize that. So a lot of times when I'm doing these podcasts and these lives, um, and making my videos, it's really to point out because we can't see it a lot of times. It's just like, like the wallpaper in your house. It's like, you just, you become blind to it. You know, you stop recognizing being aware of it. And, um, what you need to do is the first step is just become aware of it to realize that it's the way that I'm thinking about this is the primary problem. But then the next problem is becoming aware of how you think about it, because <laughs> there's so many little subtle ways that you think about weight loss that have been instilled in you and installed in you by the diets and not for your benefit. You have to understand, right? The diets are not there to help you lose weight. They're there to make money off of food because the diets are the food companies. They're the same thing. You know, um, Weight Watchers owned by Heinz. Uh, Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. You know, the, the company that owns Atkins Food was, was owned by the same company that owns Onions Pretzels and uh, Cinnabon, you know. So, you know, these companies, if these diets worked, if these diets really work to help people not eat their food, do you think they would buy them and promote them? You know, so they don't they don't help you do that. What they do is they, they make you restrict your calories in an effective way for a while. You do it for a little bit. It doesn't work. You know, and then you just go back to how everything was, you know, um, probably eating a few more calories on top of that. OK, so. Again, the first challenge you have of, of actually, and again, I like to make the distinction, like I'm really, I'm not really a big fan of weight loss because that's not what even you even want. You know, so that's the initial paradigm shift is that you don't want to lose weight. You know, you keep, you keep telling yourself that nonstop, you're, you're never ending with the weight loss, but that's not what you want. And even people that have struggled with the weight where they've lost weight, put it back on, lost weight, put it back on. Even then they're still, I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. Well, just wake up. You don't want to lose weight. You want to keep it off. You know, and it's like, it sounds like a semantical thing perhaps, but it's not because your subconscious mind is like a computer in a way. And in, in the way that if you're going to program a computer, you have to be very specific with the programming you put into it. You know, you can't just casually like just put an idea in as code and, and just expect the computer to figure it out. That's not how computers work, right? You have to be extremely literal, very, very specific with what the code is that you put in, you know? And so, um, you have to do the same thing with your subconscious mind. You have to be very specific about how you're articulating the goal because that articulating um, of the goal is the first step to truly, truly mastering your weight. So someone says, uh, after listening to you last month, I lost 10 pounds. Hey, good job, Rick. I, I imagine your name is Rick. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, that's why I do this, right? My mission in life is to help as many people as possible live at their goal weight. You know? Yeah, someone says waking up is the first step. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, waking up. That, and so that, that I say this all the time, you may have heard say it, but uh, I'm a hypnotist, right? So when I started my, my hypnosis business, I thought I was going to hypnotize people to lose weight. But what I realized very quickly is I was actually de-hypnotizing. I was waking them up out of the trance they were in, in order to lose weight, you know? So, um, yeah, that's the first step is, you know, it, it's a realizing kind of the mental 
prison you're in. It's a, it's a mental weight prison and it's, a, it's put there by the diets primarily, you know, the food companies, well, the food manufacturers and the diets are the same thing, but the, the food manufacturers do their part by making their foods really addictive and giving you a lot of commercials and, and programming to get you to do it. But the other side is the diets are almost more insidious because they're supposed to be the solution. So the way you think you're going to lose weight is given to you by wolves in sheep's clothing <laughs> and they're not giving you, um, real valuable information that works. It's certainly not effective because pretty much every diet I say, here you go, here's the plan. Now you follow it. But any plan that doesn't show you how to actually get yourself to do it is probably not going to be enough, right? It's inadequate because the key factor preventing you from losing weight isn't that you don't know what to do. It's that you can't get yourself to do it. You don't know how to change your behavior, you see? And so that starts by, again, really understanding the mindset piece of weight mastery, followed by the lifestyle piece of weight mastery, and then the eating strategies of mastering your weight, you see? But I think in that order, any other order I see is pointless, you know? And that's what most people do. They just try and do the eating one, you know? So it's like trying to build a house from the top down, you know? And, and that doesn't work. That's why you keep trying the diets, but um, you don't get the results you want because they're just giving you tactics, you know? And, um, you don't know any of the deeper aspects of how to actually change again, the way, because what is your behavior? Your behavior is really like the flower and it's the plant and the seed is your mindset and your lifestyle, right? So if you got a, if you got a really unhealthy lifestyle and your mindset is a diet mindset, it's almost impossible, you know, to, to lose weight, you know, even, even whatever tactics, eating tactics you're using, because you don't have the foundational pieces there. You know, with an unhealthy lifestyle, it's like, you know, all of a sudden, and it's what I mean by lifestyle. Let me be real clear about that. My program, we have eight, eight lifestyle habits we talk about implementing sleeping, you know, proper sleeping, hydration, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude, right? So without these with crappy sleeping, you're dehydrated, you're stressed out, you're not nourishing yourself, you're not moving enough, your mind's bonging all over the place, you have no control over it. And, um, and you're, you're ungrateful, ungrateful for your body, ungrateful for lots of things. If that's the lifestyle you're living, good luck. Good luck. I know all the eating strategies in the world. You know, I've mastered my weight for 30 years, but if all of a sudden you, you took my lifestyle piece away, I wouldn't be able to maintain it, you know? Um, so again, it, it's, it's systematic, you know, but the diets are not systematics. They're not systems. They're tactics. You know, the, the diets aren't strategies. They're not complete strategies. They're just tactics they give you, you see? So the real the, the first step to even having any chance of mastering your weight is to realize that it's a, it's kind of a holistic approach that you need. You need a holistic strategy, all the pieces working together to get to where you want to go. It's not enough to say, Oh, just, just don't eat carbs anymore. Oh, just intermittent fast. You know, it's not enough. You know, someone says you're inspiring. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. That's why I do this. You know, um, my story, my, my father died of a heart attack at 54. I was nine years old. And, um, so for me, this is life and death. You know, this isn't, yeah, I want you to look better, you know, sure. That's fun. But it's, it's really not, that's not the main thing. You know, I, I always think the way to, to me is always like, I'm always thinking about people, your kids, your parents, your friends, your family, your spouse, your, you know what I mean? The, the important people in your life. That's how I want you to orient your motivation. You know, you, what's the best version of you? You know, we live in this culture where it's like, it's these, these foods are like drugs, you know, and they're legalized drugs. And they're killing us, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, I, I don't know, like we have such a negative, 
And we should. We, we have ne just negative association like cigarettes and hard drugs, right? But then the food is a, is a you know, I, I don't know. And I, I like eating crappy food sometimes too, but it's got to be moderated. And it's like, we're just, you know, it's like they, the way they made, they made like um, advertise. I don't know. Like maybe they changed this. I feel like I'm seeing more ads now, but they, they made like cigarette and tea and alcohol commercials illegal on TV. Why? Why? Oh, because it's dangerous. It's deadly for people. <laughs> what about what all these food ads? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I don't know. Am I crazy? You know, I don't know. But we don't think about it. And that's, that's my, I think there's an obesity conspiracy. I think it's the food manufacturers. It's the diets. They're the same. And it's the medical establishment. And I think they're complicit. You know, I, mean, I love the medical establishment for a lot of things, but certainly not with weight management. You know, we've never had more medical care in our entire history as humans. And we've also never had obesity numbers rising the way they have in the last 30 years. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the medical establishment makes a lot of money off people that are overweight and have weight related issues. I don't know. You know, but I do know that, that when you go to the doctor and you're 70 pounds overweight, the doctor says, hey, you might want to think about losing some weight. All right. See you next year. You know what I mean, they don't really like they don't really, um, you know, kind of communicate the the severity of the issue here you know um and i think people have a, a lack of intuition they, they have a lack of intuitive understanding of what's going on in their body with the extra weight you know and that's part of the diet thing too is the diet i, I, I could do a whole video on this and i'm gonna do this because i've got to get it done so i just refer you over to it but um the diet like your 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 weight you're struggling with your weight because you're trapped in a mental prison and it's been created by the diets you know, to the point that you, you literally, it's very difficult for people to separate losing weight from a diet. You know what I mean? Like, like very few people can like do that because they're one and the same, you know? And if you think about it, they're one and the same because they've existed. I was thinking about this yesterday. I'm like, they, they've existed at the same time. Like obesity and overweight issues have really only been around since basically the 60s, 70s, you know, really the 70s, late 70s. And diets have only been around for about that long. You know, and so they've hijacked the whole diet thing and um, they use it to get us to think about dieting in a very constricted way, a very ineffective way. And so some of the reasons about that specifically are, you know, diets subconsciously, you're thinking about it in a short term time frame, you know, um, you're thinking about it as a, as a temporary thing that you're going to do. With, there's a finish line. I'm going to lose the weight, you know, and that causes you to think of it like a sprint. And so you think about it as an all or nothing process where you have to be perfect or what's the point. And if you don't lose weight quickly, what's the point? And so you choose extreme plans that are unsustainable. You know, um, you're fixated on pretty much every diet message you see is pretty much one about how people look, right? It's always that before and after picture. And so they're always orienting you to wanting to lose weight that they're saying, oh, the motivation to lose weight is that you want to look better, you know, and um, that's not a motivating. It, it's not how you look is called, let's call it extrinsic motivator. So weakest form of motivation. You know, so again, I don't think the diets want you to lose weight. I think they want you, there's a thing called the what the hell effect. It's specific to dieters. And so I think they want you to restrict your calories intensely for a little bit of time because it causes you to consume more calories over a longer period of time. Have you not found this to be true? <laughs> you know, so, um, you know, it's like, I always say the diet diets are like a, um, the diets are like a, a carnival game, you know, where it's like, they make it look easy, but it's actually really hard. You know, and there's a lot of psychology in the, the formation of diets. It's, it's kind of like the one thing they, they pick one thing that conceptually is simple, right? Like, oh, just stop eating carbs. Well, that sounds like the simplest thing in the world. And then you go and do it and you realize, oh, wow, 80% of what I eat is carbs. This is really hard, you know? And so they make it sound really simple to get you like feeling, oh, I could do that. 
and then you go and do it and it doesn't work very long, you know, because, you know, it all comes down to these deeper, these deeper aspects, you know, like your self-image, right? Do you even know about your self-image? You know, your, your physical body is a, is a physical projection of your mental self. And so the way you think about yourself is what your weight is. So, you know, they talk about like, imagine you had like a thermostat that controlled your weight and almost feels that way, doesn't it? Because it's like you, you lose some weight and then you go back to the weight and then you don't, re you don't really go over that. You know what I mean? So some part of you is controlling your weight. It's not your physical body. It's your mindset. It's your mind. It's how you think about yourself, you know, and you think about yourself. Most likely if you've been overweight for decades, you think about yourself as an overweight person, you know, and you don't like it, but you're familiar with it. You're comfortable with it. You know how to be in the world with it. Oh, thanks for the rose. Um, and so you're familiar with it, you know, and, and again, once you understand how your subconscious mind works, you understand that your subconscious mind just wants to, it, it does what it's, it's done. You know, it, it does what it did and um, it wants to do what it's familiar with. It doesn't want to do new things all the time. I always say like the example of something new and living that way. It's like if you've ever gone vacation, like in a foreign country, you've never been to before. Right. It's like you have to think about every single thing. Like where am I going to get coffee in the morning? Oh, where, where's this? Where, you know, you, you have no idea where anything is. You have to think about every single thing consciously and it's exhausting. You know, <laughs> even though you're on vacation, everything it's really tiring. You're, you're not built for that. You're built to pretty much be on autopilot. And so, which is to say that your weight is subconsciously controlled, right? You know this. I mean, you try, every time you go on a diet, you try and consciously change your weight. You try and consciously change your eating and how you're living. And what happens? You, you can't do it for long, right? You just, you run out of steam. It's really hard, right? And then as soon as you do run out of steam, you just go right back to what you always did. But nothing changes. I work with people that lost the weight for a year or two with a diet mentality, and it's like, then, then something throws them off and they're right back to where they were, you know? Um, that's because, you know, just so you know, neur neural wise, you can't remove old neural wiring. There's no such thing as removing neural wiring. All you can do is wire new wiring over it. So, you know, again, that's why I, I try, I do what I can here with these lives and these videos just to educate you, you know, because again, you know, here you sit most likely, but trying to lose weight for decades. And the truth is you have no idea how to do it which is just a, I'm just trying to point out, you know, that's what I'm doing here. I just want you to realize that diet thinking is a prison. It's a trap. And you think it's, you think, it, I don't know what you think is going to change. Why would all of a sudden work? Um, but I try and point that out. You're, you're literally in a hypnotic trance when it comes to your weight. Um, a very illogical, you're not being logical with your weight. You're very, very emotional. You're just hoping that some diet or something's going to happen. You're just going to change someday, you know? Um, but here you are 20, 30 years later, and you don't, you know, as little about how to lose weight now as you did before you started your first diet, you know, it's, which is to say, it's not your fault. You know, that, that's the point I'm doing this here. It's not your fault. It's that you, you've been literally hypnotized by the diets, you know, and, and you, you're literally in a trance because any other area of your life where you've been trying to do something for 20 years, 30 years, it's like, finally you say, you know what, that, that way is not working. I'm gonna do something else. And you probably would do that here, but you don't even realize you don't even have a concept of anything else. That's why I do these all for free, just to try and give you a conceptual idea that there is another way to go about this, just to wake you up from the diet trance you're in, you know, so you can start down another path. You know, even if it just starts by questioning, Jesus, <laughs> that the diets aren't working for me. I got to do something different here. And so when I talk about how to start your weight loss, you're like, oh, what, how should I start it? Should I, what should I cut? Should I cut out carbs? What's he going to say? Should I start fasting? What tactics is he going to tell me to use? <laughs> I'm not telling you to use any tactics. I'll tell you folks on the inside, start thinking about how you're approaching this. You know, that, that's what I'm telling you to do. That's the first steps, not to jump into some plan. 
They're the average person, right? The average American consumes 2,700 calories a day. The average diet's telling you 1,200 calories a day. Well, okay, so you're starting day one with a 60% cut in calories. That's so intense, right? It's so American. You know what I mean? You guys got to go so extreme. It's fine on some things, but, but it doesn't work with weight loss. You know, so I just get on these and I try and tell you this stuff. You know, you get on a different path, you know? So I said I stopped alcohol January 1st and it's changed a lot. Yeah, of course. That's like a lifestyle shift, you know? And I didn't mention that one, but that's, that is another one, right? Um, yeah, the more alcohol you drink, the harder it is to lose weight for a number of reasons. And the least of which is the extra calories you're consuming with the alcohol, you know? It's way more the physiological effects it has on you mentally, emotionally, and physically, you know, but that's great. Congratulations. That's a big, that's a big deal. So good for you. Um, someone says Japan was a trip. LOL. Why was Japan a trip? Um, <laughs> let me know. Why, why'd you write that? What, what's going on in Japan? I'd like to hear that. Um, but yeah, so, so anyways, you know, so, but my main point, my main point being this, that if there's anything you take out of this is that what I want you to get out of this is this, that, um, a lot of times with the weight loss thing, people have gotten into the, the belief that they've tried lots of diets and they haven't worked and they start to believe, well, I tried them and they haven't worked. There must be something wrong with me. And look at all these people getting these before and after. They all did it. How come I can't do it? You know? And I'm here to tell you that it's not you. It's the strategy. It's, it's the dieting. And so the diets are tricky. So they keep coming up with new diets. It's always just a different philosophy. There's a, that one concept. Oh, eat, eat like a Mediterranean person. Don't eat carbs. Uh, just eat protein. Uh, don't eat fat. <laughs> just eat vegetables. Just eat meat. <laughs> Whatever. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter, but it's always like the one thing. So how you can see through that. So you stop this, you get off this crazy train that you're on with it. This is a loop, loop-de-loop merry-go-round, right? Because if you take a look back over your weight loss career, you're going to recognize there's a pattern. You get upset, right? You step on the scale, you see the picture of yourself, you catch a reflection. Someone says something to you, you go to the doctors, you get really upset. And you say, that's it. I got to do something here. And that very emotional hypnotic state, you're not using your logical brain here. You say, I got to do something. I got to lose this weight and I got to lose it fast. And now you choose some plan where you're going to be 100% perfect on it and you're going to follow it perfectly until you make a mistake. And then it feels like you completely blew it. And then you stop doing it. You go back to how you were. And then you wait until the next spontaneous pain-based thing comes up again. And is that not your weight history? Pretty much in a nutshell, you know? Now you, sometimes you lose a little more weight than others, okay? But that's basically it, isn't it? And so you have to recognize that. You know, again, awareness is always the first step to weight mastery, always. Awareness is the, the key part of the game because what we're talking about, yeah, you know, someone says, yeah, yeah, of course, right? I mean, again, yeah, oh my God, yes. <laughs> Right. So it's like, and you're in a trance, like you don't even see it. And on top of that, you see everyone else doing it too. Right. I mean, everyone. That's why like at this point, right. And, and this makes you don't, you don't, you're not a jerk for feeling this way, but when someone, you know, in your life comes up to you and like, Oh, I'm going to start a diet. I'm going to, and it's like, what do you think? Right. <laughs> what do you think? Right. Do you ever believe that they're going to do it? Right. You don't. This one I'm trying to say, let me give you some numbers. How accurate these are, I don't know. Brian Wansink, he runs the food, the Cornell Food Lab. He came up with these numbers and they, they map out to me is that 39% of people can't make it past a week on a diet, 75% can't make it past a month, and 95% ultimately fail to keep the weight off dieting. Okay. So with numbers that bad, it's not you. Like it, it's not, you're, you're not broken. There's not something wrong with you. So stop asking that question. That's a whole other thing. You're obsessed with the question. What is wrong with me? How come I can't eat better? 
How come I can't stick to this? How come I can't lose the weight? How come I it's like you are obsessively asking that question and answering it and you're not getting good answers because your, your mind is a servo mechanism, your subconscious mind. So just answers the questions you're asking. And when you keep asking what's wrong with me, you keep getting bullshit answers. Oh, because that happened when you were young. Oh, because you love sweets. Oh, because you're this way. Oh, because that way. And it, none of it helps you. You think it does, though. This is the trap you're in psychologically. You're in this trap where you think once you get that answer, it's going to lead you to this mental breakthrough. And everything's going to change. Everything's going to be different. And this is another trap of the diet. The diet mindset, this prison you're in, in terms of the, the diet mindset and the weight prison, is that you think you're just like one, just if I just got one answer, what's wrong with me? I can figure it out. Or you're like, well, if I could just get that one diet, one diet, if I can just get the one diet here, then, ah, I've got it. You know, when in the reality is, you know, enough right now, what to do to lose weight, you know, enough what to eat, and not to eat, to lose weight. What's the main problem. You can't get yourself to do it consistently. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's the problem. You don't know how to change your behavior in a consistent way. And so all the information I could, I give you a book this big of all the nutritional information, every food on the planet, and it's not going to help you because you don't know how to change your behavior. That's the problem. And, um, you know, that's what I do with people and you don't know how to change your behavior because you think you're consciously, every time you diet, you think you're consciously just going to change how you eat from that point forward. Monday's going to come and I'm the, that's it for now. I'm going to eat this way. No, you're not. You're designed to be an auto, on autopilot. You're all your subconscious, all your eating programs are subconscious. And they just run automatically, you know, and you try and come along with your conscious mind, and try and fight against those and just change how you're eating. It'd be like, you know, I always say this, but it's like, if you imagine if you had to like, remember to breathe, right. We'd all be dead. Right? Our brains aren't built that way. We're not built to micromanage every little thing. We're built to learn things and they go in the subconscious mind where we can access them forever. Right. Why can you ride a bike 50 years? Not you know, learn how to ride a bike, not ride one for 50 years, ride it 50 years later, get on and start riding it. How is that? Do you think it's because you're in your mind? You're saying, okay, now what I do is I put my hand here, my hand here, I put my foot there, my foot there, and I balance my body this way. And then I start pushing this way. I put the other foot. You don't think any of that stuff. You just get on and you start riding it. Well, how's that happening? <laughs> right? That's your subconscious mind. It's the same reason you know how to, you know how to write, you know how to read, you know how to use a computer mouse. It's not because you think about doing it. It's like now you just know how to do it magically. Right? Well, that's the same way you're eating. Your eating's run by the same magical part of your brain. And so you start the day, you say, you know what? Today's Monday. I'm going to start losing weight. Okay, you know, fine. But it's like, as the day goes on, and then all of a sudden it's eight o'clock and it's like, oh, it's my time to sit on the sofa and eat chips and watch my show. Woo. It's the point of life. Oh, I'm not going to do it today though. I'm not going to do it, right? But you still have this compulsion to do it. Where is that coming from? Right? It's not conscious. You want to lose weight. So what's, what's compelling you to do it? Well, it's your subconscious mind. And it's just running, just running, running, running. So, you know, the only chance I think you have of truly mastering your weight and changing your behavior is learning how to influence, how to program your subconscious mind. Because you pick these programs up without you doing it intentionally, you know. Um, they're just kind of programmed into you, but they're there now, you know. So you have to learn how to reprogram your subconscious mind so that you start behaving and acting like a naturally thin person, you know. Right now, you're behaving and acting like an overweight person. You're trying to fight it. You know, and that's why, don't you feel this? Do you feel like you're fighting against yourself and you try and lose weight? Doesn't it feel like there's some party that keeps sabotaging you? <laughs> right? Doesn't it feel like there's this rebellious part of me that doesn't want to eat well and lose weight? These are the things you say, but you have no idea why it's happening. Right? And so again, I, like, I know, I know your brain better than you do. 
I know, I know why you're not losing weight more than you do. I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions, right? So you hear me say this and you're like, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Because I'm, de I'm describing everything you're experiencing, but until now have not had the ability to understand it. You just keep experiencing it over and over and over, right? It, it, oh, talk, here comes Monday, right? And here comes big Monday coming up because now it's the start of a new week, new month. And it's like, ah, January sucked. I was going to change it all. 2023 is going to be my year. It's not over yet. Okay, here comes February. Let's do it. Let's do February. Here comes Monday. I'm going to change it all, right? But you're not because you have such a superficial strategy, right? That's what a diet is. A diet is, is the most superficial of strategies, you know? It's like saying you, you want to learn piano. You've never played piano before. And I say, all right, here's the sheet music. I'll see you in a month. Let, let's see how you do. I'll tell you, you're doing you shit because <laughs> you don't know any of the deeper aspects of playing the piano and you don't know any of the deeper aspects of losing weight, you know, and, and it's not rocket science. That's the most frustrating part to me. You know, that's why I do these videos and these trainings just all for free, you know, because I said to myself, like I, my mission in life is to help as many people as possible with their goal weight. And so, yeah, I have a program. I work with people. I coach people. Um, but for people that aren't ready for that, I'm just going to give it all to you. You know, someone just on here. I don't know if they're still on here. They're like, oh, I've been listening to you for a month. I lost 10 pounds. You know, it's, it's that easy. Like when you understand I get all worked up, but it's like, this is the point I'm trying to make is that you care so much about losing weight. You, you are obsessed with it. You think about it all the time and you've probably been doing that for decades. And here you are knowing absolutely nothing about how to lose weight because you have no nothing about your brain. Even, you know, do you even know about your conscious subconscious mind? Do you know the part of you that's running your behaviors? You don't. And so you just think you're this conscious being who just on Monday is going to decide I want to be thin. And then I'm just going to act like a thin person and live like a thin person from that point forward. And, and not only are you not, but you have tried this so many times and it hasn't worked and you keep trying the same thing, you know? Now, again, I don't blame you because I know how the mind works. The mind just keeps doing the same thing, even if it doesn't work because there's a sense of hope in it. It's this, this whole pattern you're in, you know? And so there's this, this irrational hope because you're in a hypnotic state when it comes to your weight. There's this irrational hope that Monday is going to be the day, but I want you to dig deep into that. What's going to be the day? What's going to change? Why would Monday be any different? The magic Monday theory. That's what I call it, right? Why would Monday be any different? Do you think you're just, any, but you hope, you just hope you're going to wake up on Monday and you're just going to be motivated, you know? And this is why you're so spontaneous with your weight because you have no idea how to motivate yourself. You get no idea. You just, you, why am I motivated? I was, I did Weight Watchers 25 years ago. I lost all the weight. And, and I've tried it 50 times since, and I'm, I haven't been successful. With it. I don't know why. You know what I mean, you have no idea. Like they just, and it's, it's not your fault. It's because the diets have put you into a trance. You are literally in a trance. How else would you describe it? It's the most irrational process for you. Keep repeating the exact same thing. You don't change any of it up. You just keep trying the diets. <laughs> uh, thanks for that. I like that little finger. It looks like a little snappy heart. Thank you. Um, so, so again, and, but, and, I, and whatever, you know what I mean? Like, so what? So, so, so you keep trying something that doesn't work. It's not a big deal in most areas of life, right? The piano, <laughs> I want to play the piano and you just never do it. Okay, fine. But this is literally your life. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like, it's literally how long you're going to live is directly impacted by your weight and how you're living. And the quality of your life while you're alive during those years is directly impacted by your weight and how you're living. So this isn't just, oh, I want to learn to play the piano. I always wanted to learn how to dance. Who gives a shit? <laughs> you know what I mean? Learn those things, don't learn it. Who cares? But this is literally any whatever is most important to you in your life. I don't know what it is. It's probably a person or people. Okay. Whatever relationships are most important to you in your life, they are most likely right now with the weight issue being harmed. There's a consequence, a cost. And it's not because of how you look. It's because of how you think about yourself. It's because of how you feel day in and day out because of your inability to lose the weight.
So, you know, that's why it's so serious to me. You know, I don't, I don't care how you look, to be honest. I don't care. Like, it doesn't matter to me what you look like. Um, it matters to me about how you feel about yourself, right? How you think about yourself, what you're doing, how you're living your life. That does matter to me. You being alive for the people that matter to you, you know? I don't want, I don't want, I don't know. Like, it's the worst. My dad, I always tell this story. It's, it's the worst part of me for me is my dad was like, my hero. He was just the greatest dude. I mean, he was just the greatest guy, hardworking guy, just a good, good guy. And, um, like everyone loved him, you know, and he loved eating food. That, that was his thing. You know, that was the eighties. No one really knew, but he knew he had a heart issue. He knew he had a lot of all sorts of health issues. You know, he was technically obese. He wasn't like morbidly obese, but he was obese. And, um, you know, he had gout, he had gallstones. He, had, he could hardly walk. I, I mean, he was a hard worker. Like he would work 10 hours a day. Anyways, my point is this, that the worst part of him dying of a heart attack is that he, he was like my, my hero, but the worst part of him dying of a heart attack is I was so angry at him. Like I hated him for years because I felt I blamed him. And that's the worst part to me. And that's why I do this. That's why I do all this stuff for free and just give it away. Cause it's like, it's not, you can not pay attention to it if you want to, but it's like, it potentially could be the most devastating thing that can happen to you or people in your life you know, is a weight thing. So am I being dramatic? I don't know. I mean, this is my story. So what would you want? This is how I see the world. But anyways, um, I move on. So it says, I think I eat too little. I think the body's in saving mode. Yeah, that's probably true. You know, it's probably not eating too little. It's probably not eating the right foods. And I don't know what you're reading, but um, I see a lot of times people just try and restrict stuff. And I think that if you're, what are you eating when you're restricting stuff, but what are you actually eating? You know? And so if you're eating a lot of processed foods, if you're eating a lot of powders, what do I mean by powders, flour, sugar, you know, if that's the primary thing you're eating, um, it, it just wreaks havoc on the inside of your body. You know, um, if you're eating mostly powders and, sh you know, sugars and flours, you're creating a lot of internal inflammation, right? So another way to think about like the sugar, for example, is like every time you eat the sugar or the flour, either one of them, they're powders. And so they're absorbed real fast and they cause your blood sugar to spike right the glucose now when it's sugar it's it's two things sugar is two things it's glucose and it's fructose okay so when you're consuming sugar half of it goes into your blood as glucose and half it goes straight to your liver as fructose okay but it's a it's a tsunami effect it's an overwhelming amount of sugar for your body it's completely unnatural you, you never in history were able to consume this much sugar this quickly same thing with flour I mean, it's powdered you know, and so it causes everything to spike. And so all that glucose in your blood is inflammatory to the system. And so that's why your body, your pancreas releases insulin to clear it out, clear out the glucose into the cells. Okay. But then like, you've got so much glucose in your blood that now you have to release all this insulin into your, your body. And it, it has this systematic inflammation effect. You know, that's just one example of how, like what you're eating is going to impact what's going on in your body. You know, now you may not internalize it that way. You may not even think of it that way. You may think, oh, I shouldn't eat sugar. It might give me cavities or I shouldn't eat sugar because it can make me gain weight, you know, but you need to recognize the instantaneous effect it has as soon as you put it into your mouth, you know, and decide how often you want to do that. I feel like I self-sabotage. Yeah, you do. You do. I mean, everyone's self-sabotage, but it, it's, it, 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 you self-sabotage because you don't know. Yeah. Self-sabotage, it's like almost the wrong word. Like you are self-sabotaging, but it's because of, okay, here's what's going on, right? So your, your eating behaviors are subconsciously oriented. They're subconscious programmings you just run, right? And they're all automatic, 
you, you run they're basically most of your eating behaviors are runoff environmental cues that are outside of your awareness. So location, people, time, um, mood. And so let's just say eight o'clock at night, usually sit on the sofa and eat some ice cream. Okay. And so that's a subconscious program. You don't have to think about it. It's like brushing your teeth. You just, you just do it at that time. Right. Oh, thanks Malala. Um, and so you have the subconscious program. Okay. I eat ice cream, sit on the sofa eight o'clock at night. Right. And it's just automated, automated program. You don't have to remind yourself to do it. You just do it. And so then you say, okay, you know what? I'm going to go on a diet. I need to lose some weight. And so what you do is you say, okay, here's my willpower. I'm going to not eat at eight o'clock, right? Now, eight o'clock comes and you're like, oh, God, I want to have ice cream. Nope, not going to do it. I want to lose weight. No, no, we're not doing that. And you do that for as long as you can, okay? But at some point, invariably, right? And this happens to you, all of us, right? It's at some point when this is your strategy, you get tired, bored, sick, deprived, just you get sick of it. And all of a sudden the willpower fades away, right? You just, you can't, you don't have that energy to keep it up. And what happens This this subconscious behavior just is running the whole time anyways, it just keeps running. And so the second this willpower phase away, what happens? Oh, I just go right back to eating ice cream. So you're describing that as self-sabotage and I'm describing it as a shitty strategy. It's never going to work. You can't just make yourself just do something different. It's very inefficient, you know? So what you want to do is you want to retrain your subconscious mind to do something different at eight o'clock at night. You want to change the automated programs that you're running. So that you're not relying exclusively on willpower. Does that make sense? I hope it does. So it's not like a self-sabotage thing. It's a shitty strategy. I hope that makes you feel better because it's not you. It's not like there's a there's nothing wrong with you. Why are you self-sabotaging? It's not. It's just a subconscious program that just runs and it doesn't want you to be overweight. It's just like, okay, it, again, your subconscious mind is not logical or rational, it just associates things together. So at some point you sat on the sofa, watched a show after a hard day of work, ate some ice cream, and you're you're subconscious said, this feels nice. This feels good. Okay. This is good. We worked hard all day. We get to relax. Right. And now it says hey, every eight o'clock at night, we can get this relaxed. This feels good. Okay. So you got to all this positive stuff. Subconscious, oh, let's do the thing that makes us feel good. And then all of a sudden here you come with your logical conscious mind. Says, oh, I want to lose weight. So I'll be feel better. Blah, blah, blah. And you just try to stop yourself. And this is your weight loss strategy. You try you trying to fight against yourself. It's your conscious mind trying to fight against your subconscious mind. Let me give you a metaphor to explain what I'm talking about. Your sub, your mind is like a cruise ship. Your conscious mind is like the captain. Your subconscious mind is like the crew. And for the ship to run proper, they both need to work and do their jobs appropriately. The captain can't say, get out of here doing your job or I'm going to do it all myself. That's not going to work. And the crew can't say, get out of here, captain. We're just going to do it all ourselves because you need the guidance and logic of the captain. So they both need to work together. And so this is what you need to do to change your behaviors in a real strategic way is you need to learn how to reprogram your subconscious mind to get it to do what you want it to do. What you're trying to do is like the captain saying, get out of here. I'm going to do everything myself. Well, you're not built that way. Your conscious mind is 10% of your brain. You know, it's a, it's a, a very energy intense. It uses lots and lots of glucose in your, in your body. And um, your subconscious mind does not. So, so it's just, it's a very ineffective way. That cruise ship metaphor is a very, very accurate way to think about it. Right. And again, if the captain said, get out of here, I'm going to do it myself. Well, we know how it's going to end. How's it going to end? So after a week of the captain doing everything himself and he's run himself ragged, has he self-sabotaged himself or was that a shitty strategy? <laughs> you see what I mean? So I said to him, I hope that brings some clarity. It's not a self-sabotage in the way you're thinking about it. Someone says, have a wonderful day, beautiful. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. A finger heart. That was what that was. That's cool. Um, um, any tips on being bored and hungry in between meals? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. 
Uh, unfortunately, I can't get to them right now. I wish I could. Um, any tips on being bored and being hungry? I, I will say, yeah, being bored, that's a common thing, right? Emotional eating in general. So we've been trained in this culture to use food as probably one of the primary ways to deal with our emotions, to feel the emotions we want and to not feel the emotions we don't want to feel. You know, we use food a lot. So I would suggest asking yourself the question, um, when I'm bored, what are some other things I can do that are more interesting to me that don't involve food? Now, that might sound obvious, but I almost guarantee you have not really asked that question consistently. Yeah, because being bored is um, it, it's it's just unnatural now to use food, right? It, we've just been conditioned to do that. So I would begin suggesting asking the question, when I feel bored, what are some things I can do to entertain myself that are interesting to me? Now, again, I don't want that to sound too obvious. I, I would talk more about this, but I do got to get out of here. Someone says, how do you change the subconscious? Um, yeah, you use your imagination. Imagination is the language of the subconscious mind. And so um, it's very easy. You do it all the time. Every time you watch a movie or a TV show, it, that's hypnosis. You're programming your subconscious mind to a certain degree. Okay. Now you're not programming it the way that I talk about it because you're not using that same. Cause what do you do when you're watching a show? You're just passively watching it, but you're, you're, you have mirror neurons and they're experiencing whatever you're watching on the screen as if you're there, you're vicariously experiencing it, but you're having a real experience. If you're watching sports, you're literally releasing adrenaline in your body. If you're watching a horror movie, you're tense and nervous. If you're watching a comedy, you're laughing, you see? So what we're watching, we're literally having a real emotional response to that in, in, in experience, okay? So that's, the, that's why hypnosis works because your subconscious mind doesn't understand the difference between vivid imagination and reality. This is why you watch TV shows and movies, okay? So you use this process to program into your subconscious mind the behaviors you want it to do. Instead of just saying, oh, I want to do this, we program it in so that you naturally and automatically begin to do it. You're, you're brushing your teeth. That's a program that you've installed into your subconscious mind. And now you don't have to think about it. Like you're aware of it and you kind of tend to it, but it pretty much runs on its own at the same times and the same patterns every day, right? So that's how your subconscious mind works. And that's a program that you've installed in your subconscious mind. You didn't do it intentionally. It got installed in there by your parents, but it's the same process, you know? And it's a much more intelligent, strategic way to make that happen, okay? So cool, everyone. I got to get out of here. Um, this was a little longer than I was expecting it to. So uh, have a great day. If you want to get more of this, go check out my profile, um, my, my bio. There's a, a training I put up there and it's uh, three steps to master your weight. Uh, go there, opt in. You can watch the training. It's free. It's about a half hour or so. Um, and then on top of that, I'll, I, you'll be on my email list. I send out every day um, lessons and messages to help you master your weight once and for all. So go check it out. Uh, see you later, Hilda. Thanks a lot. Have a great day, everyone. Bye.